You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 109. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today I am accompanied by my better half, Dr. Taylor Brzezicki. It just feels so nice to be accompanied. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we've recorded a couple podcasts, my husband and I together, um, episode number... 37, where we talk about the awkward truth about your pellet floor. That's actually been a really hot episode. A lot of people have messaged me about enjoying that episode. Yeah, those are common problems. About one in three women have one or more pelvic floor disorders. So Okay, but that's not what we're here to talk about. (laughs) So if you want to hear that, go back to episode 37. And then we also did a bonus episode after that, because more people had more questions about it. So that was a really great episode. And then also episode 40. Do you remember that? We didn't ask us anything. How many takes did it take us to answer all those questions? I think that was when we started and we got into a fight and then we restarted. (laughs) It's real life over here. I've forgotten about that. (laughs) Yeah. So we've recorded a couple podcasts together, um, but this time I thought it would be fun to bring my husband back because I wanted to talk about building a home gym. And many of you know that we have built a home gym over the years. And by we, I mean... I use it and he thinks about it and does it. <laughs> That's kind of how it works, right? Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. This is how a lot of... You accompany me. I accompany you. <laughs> yes. Uh, just as a side note in our marriage, um, a lot of times they talk about like having a saver and a spender in a marriage. Uh, Dave Ramsey talks about that a lot. If if we're looking at our relationship, I am definitely the saver and he's definitely the spender. True, true. And I think both of us have come more towards a middle ground over the 15 years that we've been married, right? Like we started way further apart and we've I've migrated towards spending more and you've migrated towards saving more. So we've, we've kind of met in like a nice, happy medium. But um, he's definitely the one who like comes up with ideas of like ways to spend money or like <laughs> things he wants to buy. You know what would be awesome? <laughs> that That's how it starts. You know what would be awesome? If we had a TV in the gym. You know what would be awesome? If we bought some crash pads. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has to proceed to like, th- this is the way our relationship works. <laughs> convince you that it's worth it. Yes. But you don't so much convince me as you just continue to bring it up. So like True. you just keep talking about it yeah. until eventually it's just like a given that we're going to get it. Yeah. And then you do. At least I don't do anything fast. You know, that's true. Take time. That's true. Take and if you're going to spend money, I guess spending money on a gym is not the worst thing in the world, but anyway, good to invest in yourself. Excellent. Uh, that's a that's a quotable we're quote sticking, right there. Double tap that, that on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we have built a gym. We mean mostly my husband, which is why I'm bringing my husband on to talk about our gym. Now, I know a lot of people are building home gyms right now, especially with COVID. I know you can't like finding dumbbells is impossible. Like barbells are months out. Like you can't find a rack, right? Because so many people are building home gyms right now because you're recognizing that hey, I don't know when I can go back to the gym. 
because of COVID. And so I thought this would be a really fun episode to record together and just talk about how we built our gym, some of the brands that we used, um, how we found a space, you know, and then how you can take this information and start to build something that's going to work for your lifestyle. Because frankly, like some of the things that we talk about aren't going to work for you. Not everybody has a, a shed out in their backyard that they can convert into a gym. So rather than thinking you have to do it the way that we've done it, what I want you to do is take some of the ideas that we give and figure out creative ways to make it work for you and your space and your lifestyle and what your goals are, because that's really what the most important thing is. It sounds great. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So before we dive into specifics, uh, we did actually just before sitting down to hit record, we went out to our gym and I recorded a video tour of our gym. And I'm going to go ahead and post that on Instagram, on my Instagram stories. We'll also put it, no, not on my stories, on my Instagram TV so that it will last. Um, and we also will put it in my Instagram stories highlights. So we'll have um, a link to that gym home tour. So we're going to talk about equipment. We're going to talk about things that are in our gym, but if you really want to get a visual look for what it actually looks like in our gym and kind of how we have things set up, then you can go to biceps after babies on Instagram and go watch that IGTV where I give you a tour of our home gym. Okay. Ready? Nice. Okay. So why don't you start with, um, where we started? Like, where did we start in terms of building our home gym? We've just been putting our gym together slowly over time. You know, it's just kind of one piece after another. Um, I think a lot of people have this kind of misconception that they need to go out and spend a bunch of money or that they have to go and buy fancy stuff. We definitely did not start there. We started with um, a quick trip on Craigslist because that was actually still kind of the place to buy stuff back then. <laughs> I feel like that's not a thing anymore. It's like, like Facebook Marketplace is kind of taking over. Yeah. There's like all these other ones up it, sell it. I don't know. I'm getting old, I guess. Uh, and we um, found a, a really simple like combination rack, barbell, bench plates. Yeah. Someone was selling like all their stuff. Yeah. Which is common, right? Like a lot of times you like, like how much does like exercise equipment usually get used? And then like people, it just sits someplace. So they sell it cheap. So at least that was pre COVID. I don't know what it's like now, but, um, we did. We found all that stuff on Craigslist and, and it was like one person that we just yeah. had to and like bought it all together. Yeah. It was like one set. I don't know. It was like 200 bucks, 250 bucks. I think it might have been like 300, but yeah. it had like 300 pounds of plates as well. Yeah. And like, usually it's like a dollar a pound for plates. Yeah. So we got a know, great deal. We got a great that. deal on that. Yeah. But it was a crappy rack. Yeah. It was, it was our barbell <laughs> that we ended up learning was not a 45 pound barbell. <laughs> so the standard weight right. for a barbell is 45 pounds for a male bar, 35 for a woman. And so we just assumed that this was a 45 pound bar because it was the diameter of a 45 pound bar. Yeah. We hit PRs with it. We got all excited. <laughs> I don't even know. Like one day, why did we weigh it? Uh, was that when Nikki came over? Maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like Nikki came she, over like, and like picked it, it up and was like, like, this, this feels is, funny. <laughs> yeah. Nikki's our, our, was our weightlifting coach. And, um, she, yeah. So anyway, we weighed it and it was freaking 40 pounds, not 45. <laughs> we were five pounds weaker than we thought we were. <laughs> yeah. Life ended that day. <laughs> so we had to cut all of our PRs down by five pounds. That's depressing. So anyway, it was kind of a crappy bar, but it worked, right? It and did. it was like, we got started with it. And, and we used it for a long time, a long time. six months, a year, something like, like into that. Our, I mean, like was... almost to our powerlifting meet. We might have even used it before our powerlifting meet. We just, we just like Maybe that adjusted. was when we weighed it was when we were like, you know, <laughs> getting ready for the meet. And we were like... Oh, you know, my, yeah. my actual yeah, max no, is five right. pounds less. And we just yeah. kind of knew that going forward. That's right. So anyway, we used that for several years. Long time. 
Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and then it was just, I mean, I don't know. It was just like one thing after another. It was like, okay, well, we can't use a 40-pound bar forever. Let's get a 45-pound well, bar. I think we got the rack first. I think uh, the rack was one of the first investments yeah. that we did. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, and that's for safety, right? Like, yeah. you know, you're going to be a lot safer squatting and bench pressing in a, in a rack, and it makes it a lot easier to be able to pick up the, the barbell when you want to do deadlifts so you can, like, put the plates on and, you know, not have to hold things in your hands. So we did. We That's true. We got the rack first. And we decided, we looked at options and mm-hmm. rogue is a very well-known um manufacturer and so we yeah. looked at the rogue option yeah but it's not what we ended up going with yeah rogue's great gear is awesome titan actually like makes a lot of rogue style things and markets them at significantly cheaper prices and most of them are high enough quality that you know it's great stuff yeah so we ended up with going with titan because that saved us some money mm-hmm. and it's been great we've loved our rack it's war- it's worn really well we haven't had any complaints with it we did get a shorty rack mm-hmm. like a shorty style because our mm-hmm. shed which we have, actually haven't talked about yet but our shed ceiling is low mm-hmm. and so in order to fit the rack in we couldn't get a full size rack we had to get a shorty rack yep so you want to so talk a little a bit t3, about t3 our... i think is our rack oh yeah, I think yeah. right t3 mm-hmm. do you want to talk a little bit about our space well, the, the, the gym is actually just our shed that's in the backyard. Um, in our house, it was already there. I think that the you know owners that had this place before us just put their they put stuff their surfboards in, in yeah, there. Surfboards. There was, I don't know, they got BMX bike stuff, stickers on the wall. So yeah. I'm sure that they were into that stuff. So it's just a shed, um, which is why it's short. It's only like eight feet tall, I think. Um, and it's just wide enough for our platform and our rower on the side and some plates on the other side. It's outdoors. It is definitely not sealed, <laughs> nor is it air-conditioned <laughs> or heated. <laughs> we do have the benefit of living in Southern California. True. So while we like to say it gets really hot in the summer and it gets really cold in the winter, <laughs> when we mean really cold, we're like sometimes it's 50 degrees outside when you go out there in the morning. And when you say really hot, like sometimes it's like 90, right? Yeah. So it is... Relative. It, it is relative. We do have a fan out there. Mm-hmm. We do have a heater mm-hmm. out there to mm-hmm. make it a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, those things are key. So, um, but the shed has been, but it is, it's just a shed. So it does get dirty in there. The wind blows in there. The dust comes in there. The leaves come in there. Like, you know, every now and then you got to go, it's like clean up the shed day. Um, so that's the space. Uh, the other thing that kind of stinks about it is that it's not waterproof. Um, the (laughs) water like leaks in like through the floors. Some days need to be fixed. Living in Southern California, it doesn't rain a whole lot here. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's, but I guess one of the points I was trying to make is that, it, it, it's a space. It's a place. It's yeah. some place that can be our place to go to to work out. And I think that's really important, you know, when you're building your gym. It's like it doesn't have to be a fancy spot. It just needs to be some place that you recognize as being that spot you go to. Maybe it's even just a corner of your living room where you keep your, you know, weights or whatever they are. But like you need to kind of, I, for me at least, I think it's helpful if you have that like physical location where you say, this is my workout place. Um, and you can go to that place when you're getting ready to exercise. Yeah. So we have, you know, started out small, started out with just a couple pieces of equipment and have slowly added things over time. Um, so we bought a rack, we bought a barbell mm-hmm. eventually after we bought that yeah, crappy 40 that, pound bar. That's something that I think is worth a little bit of money to invest in. You okay. know, I think the barbell that we bought was $300 or so. It's a BNR 2.0 bar. It's a great kind of hybrid bar for powerlifting and weightlifting. Um, you know, it's not like the world's perfect bar for either of those things, but it really does cross a nice threshold of just being a great all-around bar 
has a good knurling, feels nice okay, in your hand. Okay, hold on. You got to tell people what a knurling is because a lot of people don't know. Oh, yeah. Knurling is the... It's like the it's, grippiness. It's the grippiness. It's like the, the little bumps that are on the bars. The texture on the mm-hmm, bar. The texture that's on the bar. Some some bars, particularly the ones that are, tend to be like chrome-plated and like super shiny, they have these like... It's like you can't get the chrome in like a... Like if the peaks and valleys of the little bumpiness is like too close together, like the chrome just ends up flattening that out. And so then you don't actually end up any getting grip. any grip on the bar. Bar. And then conversely, some bars have a very aggressive knurling and right. they like tear up your hands. And it's sharp almost. It's really sharp. Yeah. So, you know, there's when you start to learn about bars, you recognize that like there's lots of variations when it comes to bars. Yeah. Weights, different styles of bar. You could have a deadlift bar. You can have like bars that are good for powerlifting. Like there's just lots of different things when it comes to bars. And so if you're, if someone's listening to this and they're just like a general lifter mm-hmm. and they're just looking to like start to build their home gym, what would you say in terms of what they should be looking for in a bar? Well, I mean, I really like, I, I mean, I, I think like most things I shop for you, Amber will testify. I'm a middle of the road kind of guy. Always. Like I don't buy the cheapest not of anything. Cheapest, not I don't the buy the most expensive of anything. What's the middle of the road? What's the That's best what value? He's buy. That's where I'm shopping for. And I just I think the BNR, I actually really like the BNR 2.0 bar. You can get it on Rogue. Um, it might be a little backed out right now from you know COVID delays and things like that. But you can I, I just help my friend uh, buy you know his whole setup or whatever. And I kept telling him I'm like, hey, if you just you know put in your order now and wait, it'll come. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to do that. He's like impatient. And so he kept shopping on Craigslist and shopping and shopping and shopping and waiting and waiting and waiting. And it never came. And by the time he finally found what he wanted, it was way past the time where it would have come if he had just bought it. But yeah. you know, when we started talking about it. So anyway, I really like that and bar. And hold on, we will link everything that we're talking about. We'll link it in the show notes. Cause yeah. so if you want to go look at the bar that we purchased, we'll link it in the show notes, the rack, anything yeah. that we have that we t- and, we'll talk about. And we're not getting it. anything from Rogue. Like this is just I our wish. stuff, what we use maybe we should email them think <laughs> they would get sponsor affiliate? or something yeah, you get affiliate? affiliates with the rogue i don't know <laughs> probably not um, not for me <laughs> but it, but since i know most of your audience are women um it is important to go back to something that you said earlier is that they do make women's bars yes and i highly suggest that yeah totally i actually so i started with just lifting with a 45 pound bar because that's what we had and that's just mm-hmm. kind of what i knew and that's actually what most power lifters lift with like when you go to a power lifting meet like the women deadlift with a 45 pound bar. Like, I don't know why that is. I think it's kind of dumb. And when I finally learned that there were 35 pound bars out there that like, for example, at CrossFit, women use 35 pound bars, Olympic lifters often use 35 pound bars. I don't know why power lifters haven't got that memo. But when I found the 35 pound bar, I was like, this is amazing. It like fits my hands so much better. Yeah, and that's really the key, right? I mean, you you don't need the 10 pound difference. It is nice when you're beginning probably to have a lighter bar so that you can bench press without as much struggle and all that kind of stuff. But after a little while of lifting, you'll overcome the weight difference. It's the diameter of the bar yes, for that sure. makes a difference. In your hands. In your hands. How does the thing feel when you pick it up? Yeah. So, you know, if it's hard since most of the time, it's not like you can go to target and like pick out which bar you want to grab but like you know when you're shopping around if you have smaller hands or natural normal size women's hands a a women's bar is going to have at least three or four millimeters smaller diameter um, which is going to make it a lot easier for you to deadlift particularly but then for everything else the bar in your hand should feel like a shoe on your foot you know, it should be comfortable. Like, I'm just full of these You're quotes You're just full today. of these, like, quotable quotes. Like, where are they coming from? Um, it's a good thing this is, like, a podcast and there's no <laughs> picture of me, so it would turn into a meme. Um, but uh, um, it should be comfortable, you know? And yeah. if it feels uncomfortable, the knurling's too aggressive, the bar's too thick, or there's, you know, something else about it. 
The other thing that you should look for when you're shopping uh, for a bar is it should have two-inch sleeves. Mm-hmm. Um, the yes. sleeve is the part Please. of the bar where the plates go on, like where it slides on and off on the sides. None of these one-inch. Yeah, the one-inch sleeves are like for like the cement weights and the things that you know people you, know, you get when, from Target and Walmart and places like that. And I mean, hey, more power to you, right? If you're gonna lift something and get strong and and whatever, more you know, any way you want to do it is fine. But if you're shopping and you're going to spend a little bit of money, you'll get a lot more mileage out of a standard two-inch Olympic sleeve because yeah. the plates are so much more widely yeah, available. Yeah, there's nothing wrong forever. with a one-inch. Like if you have a one-inch, it's yeah. no big deal. Like you can still use it and get strong. But if, but we're kind of talking if you're planning ahead and you're thinking, yeah. what do I, what do I want out to buy? Then yeah, definitely go for a, a two-inch so that you can have regular standard yeah. plates. Which yeah. brings us to I think the next thing that's really important to talk about is plates. Yeah. So what do we want to share about plates? Well, I mean, your big choices are like steel or bumper plates, right? Um, and So bumper plates, for those of you who don't know what bumper plates are, they are typically a little bit larger and made out of, I don't know, like... Maybe like a heavy rubber, some kind of rubberized t- compound. I don't actually know either. Yeah, so they bounce more. So you'll see them with like a lot of Olympic lifting. It's a, a plate that has more bounce to it. They're typically like thicker in um, in measurement versus like an iron plate that's a lot thinner because iron's a lot more dense of a subject mm-hmm. of a substance. Um, and so we started out with a lot of iron plates, mm-hmm. and you know just had those because that's what we got on Craigslist. And we ended up investing in some bumpers, some rogue bumpers, a little yeah. bit. And we just bought yeah. one set of bumpers, so it's like one forty-five pound, a pair of forty-five pounders a pair of 25 pounders and a pair of 10 pounders and then um when you want heavier weights like the bumpers are usually a little thicker a little taller Mm -hmm. than the other plates and so you don't you don't need all bumpers and it's okay if they're just you know and especially if you're piecemealing your collection together it's totally fine to have like one set of plates that's one size and another set of plates that's the other size yeah yeah and the other thing about bumpers is that they're all the same diameter so if you think about the size of like a regular size plate that like a 45 pound plate mm. um when it's a bumper it, it's a 10 pound plate and it's the it's same, the same size, size it's right? just not so, as wide yeah it's just not as wide and so bumpers are all like the same diameter mm. which allows you to be able to like stack your plates have them all be the same width especially for like when you're deadlifting or whatever right. um having them all be that same diameter size so that's another benefit of of the bumper plates but you know a weight's a weight and you know yeah and you can get you know i mean if you just want to deadlift and you want to like deadlift from that whatever it is 22 inches off the ground or whatever that a normal you know plate sits like you can use a regular old any 10 pound or 25 pound plate and then put it underneath some boxes or, or yeah. stacks put of some, plates. Some, a box underneath yeah, to like or bring plate, it up or off the uh, you know wood planks or you know I mean you can get it up there so there's lots of ways to do it but um, I do think a pair of bumpers is, is nice if you have the money yeah and you'll be surprised how expensive weights are yeah um, like you look at it and you're like why am I spending so much money on weights um, so a good standard rule of thumb that we like to use when we're looking at Craigslist is about a dollar a pound. Mm-hmm. So that's for used weights, mm-hmm. right? Is about a dollar a pound. So if yeah. you're buying a 45 pound bl- a plate or two 45s, and you that's not, and that's an iron plate. Yeah. You know, bumpers are, are oftentimes even almost twice expensive. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, two 45 pound plates, we're looking at a hundred plus dollars yeah. um, on average. I don't even know what it is during COVID, but. But just so you have an understanding of like what is to be expected when you're looking at a price range. And then if you're buying them new, you're going to spend, how much should we spend for our set of 45s, 25s, and 10s? Do you remember? Mm, I don't know. I can look it up and put it in the show notes, but it yeah. was, you know, probably. Several hundred dollars. It, yeah. Yeah. Probably 295 is coming yeah, to mind. I don't know if that's true, but yeah. something like that. So weights are, are expensive, but they're important. And they and- last forever. 
and they last forever. Iron is really good at being heavy for a long time. <laughs> yeah, it just sits there and is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, its, that's its purpose. It does really, really well at that. It's so good. And so then I would say the last piece that maybe you want to talk about in terms of just like our basic setup is our platform. And yeah. that was all you. Yeah. I, I didn't do anything with that. Yeah. Again, one of these things that's really nice, right? So I've helped like three or four friends to put together their gyms and one has a platform and the other two don't. Um, that I can think of off the top of my head. And it's so you don't absolutely need it, but it makes it really nice. Like, like it's just nice to have a stable, solid platform to stand on. Um, you can bolt your rack to it. What do you mean when you say a platform for someone who doesn't know what that is? It's really simple. It's just plywood that's stacked on top of each other. And then um, there is some horsestall mat, which is like a rubber mat, uh, which I had never even seen before I built this thing, but you know, YouTube's great and they tell you all sorts of important things. And I show you this in, in the, um, gym tour yeah. that I give. So if you want to like see what a, a platform looks like, you can mm-hmm. go watch that gym tour. Yeah. Um, but it's essentially like means that you're not lifting up on the floor. Right. Like, and then when you drop the weights, like they mm-hmm. fall onto like something that's, you know, got, not, the got, concrete. not the concrete, doesn't crack your floor, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Take some of the sound out of it. Yeah. So he built out our platform with, um, plywood and horse stall mats and mm-hmm. then we now can bolt our rack to that platform right. which makes Keeps that it from really, slipping and sliding around yeah and, really secure stable um yeah and position. i think did we talk about safety already i mean it's obviously just so important to you know invest in your safety and make sure that you're taking good care of yourself yeah so i really you know for somebody who is moving on into uh, you know, I think there's kind of stages that a lot of mm-hmm. people go through, right? It's like when you first get into lifting, most people start with dumbbells, which is great. You know, mm-hmm. they're lighter weight, they're easier to maneuver. You know, you can do a lot of things with dumbbells. You can do great progressive overload. There's a lot of benefits to dumbbells, but some of the drawbacks to dumbbells are um, less stability, less ability to move as much weight, right? You're never going to be able to deadlift dumbbells as heavy as you'll be able to deadlift a barbell. And so when we start talking about wanting to get strong and really wanting to put on more muscle, being able to progressive overload with something like a barbell becomes really important. So a lot of people start with dumbbells and then they end up, you know, moving on to barbells. So if you're at that point where you're starting to move on to a barbell, um, you're starting to think about investing in a rack that it's, it's such an important investment because of, of the safety element of, making sure that when you're squatting, that if you miss a rep, that you're not going to yeah. fall. I am not, I'm never afraid of no. missing a rep. I mean, it sucks when it happens, sure. but like we've all, we've missed reps. Like I've missed reps on my bench where you fail a rep. Right. I've missed it on my squat. And, and that just like takes the fear when the fear goes away, then like all of a sudden you're like empowered to do more than you thought you could have. Yeah. So you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this rep, but I can go for it because I know yeah. if I fail it, like I just set the bar down and the cage catches it and it's no big deal. Right. Um, so that's a really important uh, aspect. I, it drives me, it makes my heart palpitate for people who squat outside of a cage. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we do. We have the, the T3 rack that we got from Titan. Um, squat stands are worth um, making people aware of. They're a little sure. cheaper. They're smaller. They're, they occupy less space. You can actually get squat stands that like mount up to the wall, um, on the wall. So you can like fold them even like up against the garage wall if you don't have space. Like, I mean, talk about a great way to, you know, if you, ha- if you do live in tight quarters. Um, so those are called and squat just, stands. And making sure that they have arms. Yes. Yeah. Squat stands have arms as opposed to squat. Not always. Uh, what do they call those things where they're just like squat? Oh, I don't know. Uprights? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. but having arms that hold, come out so that, again, mm-hmm. they're that 
a place for you to set the bar down if you miss the rep. Right. That's what's really important about that. Right. Um, okay. So in other like big parts of our gym, um, another addition was our concept two, our rower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell our story about a rower? This is, <laughs> this is a fun story. So, I mean, we were just, I wanted a rower just so that we could have something to do some cardio with every now and then. And uh, I just was shopping around on Craigslist and I found this one that a guy was selling. And I was like, gosh, this just seems like cheap. There must be something wrong with it. And so I went and checked it out, and the guy was like, yeah, the computer doesn't really... He was really... selling two. He was selling two. He was selling right. one that was, like, more expensive, and this one was, like, half the cost. Yeah. And um, he was like, the computer works, but it doesn't hold. Like, as soon as you, like, stop rowing, it, it turns off. And I was like, well, no, that's, that's okay. I don't... I don't <laughs> I'll know. take the cheaper just, one I and just... I just need to row. I mean, I'm just going to go, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm going to, you know, turn it off and whatever. I got home, we're taking a look at it, and I'm looking at the back of the computer, and I'm like, huh, there's a battery door on the back of this thing. Could it really be that simple? <laughs> Two D batteries later. And it worked <laughs> And it works <just> perfect. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, so, we say, like, it was a couple hundred dollars. I think they, a lot of times, they go for eight or nine hundred bucks, I think, like, and, new, and and um, we paid I thought 400 that, Yeah, I don't know, I think it was even, might have been even less than that. Yeah. But we, but it was like, this one was a couple hundred dollars cheaper than the other one that he was selling because the other one, like, yeah. quote unquote, held a charge, but this one just needed batteries. Yeah. So that was a really sweet deal that we snagged on Craigslist. Um, mm-hmm. And the concept too has been, has been a good, a yeah, good it's been addition fun. Yep. Yep. to our, to our gym. Yep. Out there a lot. Um, okay. So what about our newest addition to the gym? The crash pads? The crash pads. Oh, those are fun. <laughs> so the crash pads, we did buy those from Rogue. I shopped around for a little while trying to find them. There are other manufacturers of crash pads. I think crash pad is actually a, a brand in and of itself that you can buy. Um, Titan had theirs. Uh, I found a few. Why'd you go with Rogue? Uh, I like Rogue stuff, and it wasn't that much more expensive, yeah. and I just you know knew it would be good, and so then I was okay. Um, I think they were about $300. Um, it seems to be the going price for stuff at Rogue, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the unit. It's and like... this is like, we're starting to get into fun things, right? We're starting to get into like, not just like the basics of like yeah. things you need to get started, but things that we've like, oh, this would be really fun to be able to like do some Olympic lifting together. Yeah. Cause I wanted to be able to snatch. So and... first of all, wait, what is a crash pad? It's a big, it's like a, what is that? Five inch thick piece of foam. Foam. It is. It's three hundred dollars worth of foam. Yeah, and it's covered in vinyl, it's so that it, you know, it doesn't fall apart when you drop stuff on it. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's just like a pad that protects your floor. So when you mm-hmm. do a snatch and then drop the bar, it, it crashes onto the pad. It crashes onto the pad. Doesn't make an enormously loud noise that would bother all your neighbors, um, and doesn't crack your concrete. And even with right. the bumpers, like you know, you you need something, you need something for that to land on. Yeah. If we had a big tall gym and we could drop our plates onto the um, platform, you could probably get away with that if you had bumpers. Mm-hmm. Um, but the nice part about the crash pads is they let you drop whatever you want to on them. Yeah. So uh, we've been wanting to do, I've been doing Olymp- Olympic lifting more in CrossFit and TJ has been wanting to add that to his lifting routine as well. So he's been mm-hmm. wanting to do more cleans. We've been doing snatches together. Um, and so that crash pad has been really key in helping us to be able to jerk outside yeah snatch outside well and it's fun too because like now we can like you know what was it saturday this this yeah, past we did saturday, saturday. And we were like hey let's look i want to go do some snatches you yeah. want to come outside and so then we go know, out and practice snatches home. together and it's fun um yeah uh other highlights for the gym oh we got to talk about your system 
<laughs> the sound system? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just an audiophile. Like, I like, you know, good music and sound and stuff. And so I... P.S. I don't care. <laughs> she really doesn't. At all. It's really discouraging sometimes. <laughs> I know. He, like, gets really excited about putting, like, music in every room. And I'm just like, turn it off. It's too loud. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've just... I mean, you kind of get the impression that, like, everything in our gym is just kind of cobbled together from, like, you know, years of use and stuff. And that's exactly what my sound system is. Like, I got the amplifier from my buddy more than 10 years ago I think maybe even 15 years ago I got that amplifier the speakers uh, from another friend um, also five to ten years ago and uh, you know then it's just wire and and plugs and we connect it to Alexa so that you can like you know tell her to turn the music on and tell her what you want to listen to which is really nice Mm -hmm. and it just makes it you know comfortable and like fun out there so that you're not just going out there and lifting on your own by you know totally on your lonesome at least that's how it feels for me yeah um you could totally do headphones too if you wanted to do yeah. that or whatever but that's, he likes the sound system i do yeah and big um, bass and it's not anything cord. i would have ever put in but he enjoys it and yeah. i enjoy it now when i go out there which is like 95 percent of the things i buy that's is literally <laughs> i'm like why would we need that we don't need that that's so dumb why would we do that oh i think you might like it <laughs> okay well we'll see Oh, this is really nice. That has happened more times than I care to admit in our marriage. Um, and then a year ago, we bought a new TV after, like, we've had the same TV like, since we, were mar- since we uh, got married. Well, a couple I don't years know, after. Maybe 12 we got years we've yeah. had the same TV. Mm-hmm. And for Black Friday last year, we mm-hmm. bought a new TV. And so the old TV. Went to the gym. Got to go out into the gym. Yeah, it's for the cardio. <laughs> and so now when you're rowing or doing cardio, you can be watching a movie yeah. as well. Yep. So that's kind of been a fun addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I realized we forgot to talk about was the bench. So the bench was also um, something we started out with a crappy bench mm-hmm. from that set that we bought, yeah. you know, that we started with. Functional. It was, it, and I think we only got a new bench maybe eight months ago, yep. a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we ended up Christmas. getting a rogue bench. Yeah. It's a, flat, it's a rogue flat bench. I, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't three hundred dollars. It was probably two hundred or two fifty. I should probably like have looked at all the prices of everything before we did Sorry, this. We'll but, link it in the show notes. Um, it's again, it's it's like everything we've been talking about. Like you know, the other one worked. Mm-hmm. This one's just more comfortable. It's sturdier. It has a flatter platform. It just gives you more stable. Is what I feel like. It just feels nice. You know, yeah. it's like you go out there and you lay on it and it feels good. And I guess that's probably like another. You know takeaway point for me it's like you want that space to be yours you know put up a poster get something you like we didn't, we didn't show any of like he has posters and things that he's put up all over the gym we yeah. didn't really show those in get the videos something that inspires you but you like know? he's like, like quotes he has arnold schwarzenegger yeah. on the wall and some mark ripito quotes and yeah. an american flag and yeah you know, just to kind of decorate the space just to kind of make the space what you want to make it you know something that gets you excited or you know that you enjoy it's your space you know Mm -hmm. that's the nice part about having a home gym it's like what do you want your gym to look like yeah it's yours yeah and then another addition i would say in the last six months has been dumbbells uh one of our friends comes over and lifts with tj in the morning Mm -hmm. and um he had some dumbbells laying around that he said hey we'll just bring them in gym dues gym dues (laughs) he He finally contributed (laughs) yeah he doesn't pay dues so he brings in contributes to the gym in other ways he bought the posters too yeah buy the posters put the the dumbbells 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 in um and that's also a fun thing like we have our friends come over and lift yeah um we've invited couples over and they've come and lifted with us we've we've invited the young men young women from our church Mm -hmm. over to come lift with us 
Um, so, you know, it's, it's been, so it's obviously something that we enjoy, yeah. right? So and we so share it with other people. We share it with other people, right? We do virtual lifting. We've done virtual lifting sessions That's with some true. of our friends yeah. and like coaching sessions. Yeah. And like TJ said, like we've, he, I shouldn't say we, he has helped some of his friends like build their home gyms and build their platforms and get their racks and things. So, you know, it's something that we enjoy and we like to share with other people and get people excited about lifting because totally. it's been such a big transformation maybe that would be a good podcast of like talking about your transformation in terms of not exercising and then getting into lifting that would be yeah that'd an be interesting fun. story to share okay. but I, I i you know just alluded to the fact that like it kind of changed tj in a lot of ways when he started to lift weights and um he likes to share that kind of stuff like when it means something to him he likes to share that with with other people and with other friends it's true amber thinks i'm way better looking now <laughs> that's true <laughs> something about my back being really strong or something oh my gosh like when he started lifting and his he has like i just remember a couple times that i like turned around and like looked at your back and i was like where did this back come from <laughs> it's like this big v here back i was working I, on my guns <laughs> my presses for like, the dresses <laughs> she was like looking at my back yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So if we're wrapping this up and uh, is there anything else you want to say about building a space, building our gym, anything that you wish that we would have thought about ahead of time? No, I don't think so. Um, oh, we didn't talk about shoes. Oh, like lifting equipment. We yeah. can do lifting equipment really quick. That could be a quick thing. Yeah. We'll link these in the show notes too. So I just think you need, um, shoes are sports specific. They're like any shoe, you know, you have tennis, you have tennis shoes. And for lifting, you should get lifting shoes. Kind of depends on what you want to do. Like if you want to do squats, like getting a pair of lifters, um, I have the Dewins cause they were cheap. Um, but other people like the Adidas Powerlift and there's other, like you know, Romaleos. Romaleos from Nike, you know, um, those are kind of great all around squat shoes. Um, but if you're not doing so much squat and you don't need quite so much stability, the cross trainers and things are, yeah. are really good. So I would say if, if you're wanting to like train for strength, um, getting a set of lifters is a good idea. Yeah. If you're just wanting to like lift and kind of build some muscle and do more bodybuilding, I don't necessarily think lifters are a, yeah. a necessary expense, but if right. you are wanting to get into like powerlifting or you are really wanting to like build your deadlift and your squat and like those things, your snatch, um, then investing in some lifters, uh, is a good, is a good next step. Other random pieces of equipment we have, uh, barbell, uh, lifting straps, um, to just help you with your deadlift when those days when you need a little bit more wrist, you know, grip strength or whatever, those are cheap. Uh, wrist wraps for overhead presses. Those are nice. Wrist straight and support your wrist. Give you a little bit extra support. Knee Uh, knee sleeves. Knee sleeves are good for squats. Really nice for squats. They just keep your knees warm and I don't know, a little bit of comfort really sometimes helps you deal with the aches and pains that you get sometimes. A belt is an important investment. If you're wanting to do, yeah. yeah, If you're wanting to do any sort of heavy lifting with barbells, um, you know, people are like, well, at what point do I need a belt? And my response to that is, whenever you think that you want to lift weights, yeah. <laughs> like whenever you're really serious about it, um, if you're just dabbling in it, fine, whatever. But if you're really serious about it and you're really trying to progress your weights, you might as well get it now because yeah. you are going to want it and need it. Yeah. We could probably do a whole show on like just a quick, you know, like, uh, accessories, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, cause there's a lot to be said about yeah. all those different things too, but I think we're getting to be a long podcast. Okay. Well, 
I will just say in terms of a weightlifting belt, I really recommend, and I wish someone would have told me this earlier for a female to get a three inch belt. Yeah, for sure. I, I bought a four inch belt and I have a four inch belt now and it was, it was too big for my torso. Um, I used it for a while, but I got a three inch belt and I much prefer that. And so just like the 35 inch or the 35 pound barbell, I would say for a female, I would really recommend a three inch and you're wanting to get a leather belt, yeah. a three inch leather belt, three inch leather belt, 10 millimeters thick, single prong. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, yeah, you should just, you should just do it. You should buy shoes. You should buy a belt and you know, presumably you should buy a rack and a barbell and some plates and, you know, you have those things and you've got tons of potential. Yeah. Um, fractional plates can be really helpful, especially if you're, um, doing strength training and like really trying to push your weights up. Fractional plates are little plates that are less than five pounds. And so it allows you to make more incremental jumps in some of your lifts and anything else. Those are, those are our big, like the big ones Our big ones. So, um, send us your questions. You want that you want them to send us the questions. Where are they sending them to me? Yeah, send us send us your questions to Amber. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think that is a wrap. I think that wraps up um, a little bit about our space. Again, if you want to see, I know like it's one thing to like talk about a space on a podcast. It's another thing to visually see it, and so that's why we did the gym tour. And you can just go to my Instagram, um, my IGTV. We'll link it in my. Um, bio or not my bio in my stories, uh, that'll be kind of a, a tour of the gym. We'll put it in the show notes as well. And we'll link everything that we talked about here in chalk. the show notes. Oh, we didn't talk about chalk. Okay. Sorry. Hurry quickly. Chalk. chalk. You should have some chalk. It's you cheap. Sh- you should have some chalk. Put it in a plastic bag. It's cheap. It's very cheap. Yeah. Uh, you can also, if you want to be a little cleaner, you can lose liquid chalk, but I really like just regular old Chalk. Yeah, can't beat it. Okay, sorry. Done. Okay, that was a good last edition. Um, and like I said, we'll link that all in the show notes. So if you want to know the brands that we use or the things that you know we have tr- are tried and true for us, we will link that all in the show notes so that you can go and build your home gym. Last parting words. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> that wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.